I don't feel like anyone's talking. They're blockers. That's not why I came to Hollywood. Fucking backwards. Shit. I hate the private player. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hate to Break It to You. Who this is, this is uh, this. Please welcome Michael Addis. Now, Michael, who are you? What? How do we know each other? We've been friends for years. You know, you can't even introduce me. I can. Okay. I want the crowd to know. So, Michael okay. is a director, a writer, mm-hmm. a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays a very seminal part in my life. Um, he. Basically, you, basically how, I can tell how I did this. Michael plays a very good part of my life because he directed the movie Heckler. Mm-hmm. But before that, he also directed my Unwashed. first comedy special on Washed right there. Yeah. And um, I met, I met Michael probably in the mid to late 90s. Yeah. You were going to star in a movie... I was directing that got killed. I guess I can't say by who, but it was an actor. Well, hold on. I you can say whatever you want. We can edit, but <laughs> that's the beauty of editing. But yeah. I no, I wasn't going to star. You were going to play. I was going to play. Uh, yeah. the fifth lead. No, what? No, how? Second lead. Second lead. But the star you wanted was. I wanted Paul Rudd, but that didn't work out. You and then, wanted Paul Rudd, and this I, is terrible because I know the guy who then we. Ended up wanting or almost getting was Jerry O'Connell, but uh, it did fell apart because this one actor just sued the movie for like a million five. It was terrible, and it's not a big movie. That was about the budget. Do you want to say the name? You don't have to. I don't because someday I will. I will. I will destroy him. Okay. Yeah. So we met at Swingers, which yeah. is an amazing spot here it's in back. LA. It's it back. is back. It was closed. Yeah. And. I sat with him, and he had his like little director hat on. He's like, okay, man. And basically, here was his pitch to me. He had his like, hat, his monocle. I didn't have a monocle. You had a monocle. Well, I'm not Bud Friedman. He kind of. <laughs> Jamie thinks all Jews are Bud Friedman. I guess. Ish. Ish. And he said, here's what it is. Yeah. It's Die Hard in a Costco. And that's what it was. And yeah. it was fucking great. It's it was such a good script. Uh, I know. I wish we got a chance I to re- it. And it was one of those mid to late 90s movies that could have been made for like six million bucks. Yeah. It could have came out and opened to 10 or 11. I know. Action comedy. Uh, you would have had all your you know, Jamie Lee Presley's and different actors. Oh, yeah. It would have been been fantastic. We had, oh, we had so many good people. Reese Witherspoon was interested. You had Reese. Kate Hudson was interested. Kate Hudson. And um, Wally Shawn was going to be in it. Wally Shawn. Look at the cast this guy (laughs) has. who else? Uh, Of course, Jerry O'Connell and you and... Me and Jerry. I ended up doing another movie called Poor White Trash, um, which was fine. But, I don't know, Die Wholesale still, I love. Wish you could have done. Anyway. So you don't have that script anymore. I do. I mean, I own it, but it's like, what are you going to do? But in the 90s. I know. It that feels, was almost a 90s, feels like a 90s movie. Because it was Die Hard in a Costco. Yeah, with a little bit of uh, Breakfast Club in there. Yes. What part was <laughs> I again? You played me. <laughs> I, uh, my job was directing videos for Costco, right? And so you were playing the director of videos for Costco. <laughs> what was my character? 
I don't even remember the name of your Wow, character. dude. <laughs> That's so I, bad. I often play people that hold video cameras or talk oh, about yeah, videos. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Bowfinger, Scream. Yeah. Other, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Kings, I had a video camera. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you do seem like, you seem like a, a version of a filmmaker that it, we want to mock or something. You know, like it's not, like you're not a Stanley Kubrick. You're more of like. That's hurtful. <laughs> Well, are you playing like great filmmakers? Well, the <laughs> You're ones the all next the, tier down. Filmmakers. All the ones I played would pretty much go to like yeah. Redbox. Yeah, I play, like, but maybe it's a com a comment on directors. I think it is, and I was willing to make that comment. I was that's, willing to say that. That's very myself. humble. Yeah. So let me say this though. <laughs> I that's the only thing I haven't done in this business. What is direct? Oh, yeah, it's easy. And the only thing, <laughs> well, here's what I think. The yeah. only reason I haven't done it is because I, I'm only going to direct something that I am one billion percent passionate about. Mm. And the thing is, I I start by saying I know nothing about most of it. Mm -hmm. I would have to have a killer DP. Mm -hmm. I, I have a killer lady who do the amazing soundtrack. I know the killer set designer. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff. You have to give a killer script, which is fine. But as long as I have a killer DP mm -hmm. and a producer that keeps the money people off my ass, mm -hmm. all I need to do is work with the actors. Now, see, you've matured. Because back in the day, when you talked about directors, you were like, directors, aren't those the guys that just picked the F-stop? <laughs> when did I say that? You said that, you said that about 2005. Okay, let so me ask you. So you've, you've changed. Let me ask you a question, though. Even though you worked with Wes Craven, like you worked dude, with, I worked with dude, my Wallace. Guys. I've I worked know. with at least ten auteurs. Maybe I know. I've worked with incredible directors. I know. I no, think no, no, it was no. just a slam on me. You were like, "Oh, come on, you're just the guy pulling the focus." Well, those guys aren't directors; they're auteurs. Yeah, it's a difference. An yeah. auteur writes it, directs it, edits it in his head, mm -hmm. puts the music. I mean, Wes knows the music. Baz knows the music. Frank right. Oz knows the music. Right. David O. Russell. I mean, David O. Russell right. does 20 jobs. Yeah. Ben Younger is and all. Uh -huh. So, yeah. like, all the Tony Scott. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. That so, movie looked so good. Dude, it's still to this day relevant. It's oh, getting sure. more relevant. Enemy yeah. of the State. Enemy of the State, yeah. But let me explain this to you. What I mean by that is this. But there's a lot of stinkos out there yeah do you agree definitely like i yeah. would say that's why leo has only worked with a handful of people and he kind of keeps working with them because he understands yeah who you have to have the captain of the ship mm -hmm. and in the wrong hands an amazing artist will be considered wild difficult all this stuff in the mm -hmm. right hands he's a genius mm -hmm. so kubrick was always Seem protected, mm -hmm. you know. Scorsese has his team. You have to have that. Yeah. But yeah. when you have, there's a lot of directors that overcomplicate everything, <laughs> and it's just like, dude, are you fucking five? Like, it's okay. You can hire people. Yeah. And really, just let them do what they do. Yeah. You don't gotta fuck their process up. You sometimes people just That's have it. to say shit, but that just doesn't happen in directors. It happens yeah. with makeup people. They. Your skin's great, but let me just... Right. Oh, your hair looks good, but let me just... Right. People feel like they have to do it, and sometimes all, all those movies that you're talking about, mm -hmm. all those guys, man, if it wasn't broke, they didn't fix it. They mm -hmm. hired always the best people 
at their jobs. And they always knew such cool tricks. Like, uh, I, I mean, like you were telling me about Wes Craven and like showing you the cat. Remember the cat bit where it was like, hey, Jamie, come here, look at this, and just shows you how to make people scared because a cat jumps. Oh, meow. You know? And it's like, it was this jump scare. And it was like, oh, yeah. It's like they know they know all the elements of scary or all the elements of funny or, you know, it's... He played, yeah, he played... He played a, a thing for me. Yeah. Um, When we were doing the playback for Scream. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he's like, the door shut. And it was so simple. And Nev was like, you there? And it was normal. And he goes, watch this. And then he added <laughs> like this, like Hans Zimmer, like piano. And then it a thousand went, noises coming out of this cat. And it just went, no, that yeah. was a different, the cat was oh, a different thing. And okay. it just, and the door, when it closed, it went, oh, right. And I was like, and, I was, and it was just so yeah. incredible. And oh, like, nice. you know, I, I've, I've, you learn so much when you go to post, like Tony Scott, you know, oh, when we wow. would go in, yeah, he would, he would show you something in the, the different shot mm-hmm. and how what you thought it was going to look, but the filter he would put on it. Right. Or the angle he would choose because he would shoot like eight angles at once. God. And, that's amazing. And like, you know, David O. Russell, like when the when you think you were just shooting bullets, then he goes, watch this. And then he slowed it down and showed you the track. So there's so many things. But I mean, if I think about it, my first, and I don't even want to talk about this today. But we're going to talk about other stuff. But yeah. my first... Four years in the business, I should have been so protected. And I was. I just went from auteur to auteur to auteur. And at that point, the agency I had, the biggest in the country, the management I had, we should have had a moment and said, here's your path. And it was becoming that path. Right. And... We should have just said, "Let where what's this? What's the steps we're gonna do?" Mm-hmm. And instead, they just always said, "You should be on TV." And I'm like, "I just <laughs> like four of my movies when the aliens come, yeah, are gonna be in that vault." <clears throat> but also the TV show. Why? Why? Why are you saying? Oh, then I went to TV. It was a great. <laughs> Show. Oh no, no, I'm, I'm not talking about my show. I love that show. But what I'm saying oh, is Oh, you were doing little guest spots on shows. They were like, let's just <clears throat> figure out a TV. Let's get you a hundred episodes or something. They wanted uh, the money, money. Yeah. Money, money, me. And cause I, you know, and I yeah. felt like I was a TV guy, but I had gone so against the grain, like because uh-huh. I was lucky when I got my first part, it wasn't a comedy, and I just constantly did not want to do comedy forever. Uh-huh. And just keep it as a separate life and stand up. And it was mm-hmm. only because I just literally had so many good things under my belt. But I had, I didn't get the offers, dude. I mm-hmm. still was not getting the material. Mm-hmm. I could fight for stuff, but I wasn't getting the material. I mean, and then when I did, you know, I wasn't like, you know, Private Ryan I read for, I didn't get. Mm-hmm. Gangs in New York, I didn't get. So you can't get mm-hmm. mad at trying. But then I was getting like. And there's nothing wrong, but I will get like Saving Private Ryan and Biodome. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You know, I would go in for Gangs of New York right. and Meet the Deedles. And there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But they're like, you're more of a Meet the Deedles. Get to the Deedles. And I was like, I just work with fucking James L. Brooks. Right. That's right. Yeah. So 
But it's totally changed. Before we get into yeah. what we're going to say, because we naturally flow. Yeah. Michael is one of the, I don't know. I sometimes I like to He's one of these people. I would call him. He's one of my best friends. Mm. And he's someone that if I don't talk to him for five years. Oh, no. If yeah. I say like this, meet the, and I go up to him and he'll come up to me and go deedles. Like, yeah. we'll just pick up right. We left right. off. We're two souls. That are very connected. That that's a guy thing. I don't think guys go. Welcome. We haven't talked in a while. Like it's just you just do it. Nobody. If you're guys and your friends, you're just like, hey, what's up? And you don't have to go. There's no closure or opening or anything. It's just you go back into it. Yeah, but you're also <laughs> one of the most. You're you probably are. You you're up for anything. Yeah, and you never ever get offended. No. There's nothing that could offend you. Dude, you are, but you're up for anything. And when we yeah. would do Heckler, we would, you would go into any situation. Oh, yeah. And I didn't care. It was just because I knew there's so many times we were working on that movie. I go, this is going to be so funny. I mean, there were times when working on the movie where it was like, you were like, oh, I don't know. This is going to, this is miserable. You, we, it, it was tough because there's some things that were like, so I knew they were funny, but they were painful funny sometimes. Like, just like when we were, uh, um, who was that guy that was just tearing into you and it was just a terrible guy? And <sighs> Which what, one? What was his name? Oh, God, I'm like, where you said to his, to this, I don't even know if this made it in the movie, but you said to his girlfriend, he goes, does his cum taste bitter too? <laughs> oh, that guy, I don't even want to give him the power, his name. Oh, I don't remember. G-Bine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grumbizzle. Yeah, yeah. Grumbizzle. Right, right. Grumbizzle, that, who is a comedian. He's a comedian, but he, he, we were, we would often say, like, how do you mind that you're making Jamie feel bad? Like, you really said some nasty things. He goes, no, I'm happy. I'm happy I'm making you feel bad. So this is fascinating. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I don't it really not like too many people. Well, that's not true. I don't like certain people, but <laughs> I, I'm fascinated, and you can maybe help me with yeah. this. Is that so? We do this movie Heckler, mm -hmm. and we can we'll probably have to do about ten podcasts so people really get to know you. And it's going to happen. I can see you Thanks. being my Duncan Trussell. Oh, that's the highest compliment. Duncan is amazing, amazing. But him and Joe have that yeah yeah super rapport yeah yeah yeah. And so we're doing Heckler, and I read something, and this is like the beginning of my my star. I'm a star. I'm not just an actor mm -hmm. and people I'm headlining things and it's make or break by me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even like if, if, if people didn't like Malibu's, I knew it was good, you know? Right. So they couldn't hurt me. But like when they shit on some of the mask, I knew it wasn't what we set out to do and I knew it wasn't good, but there are parts that are very good. And I'll talk about that later, mm -hmm. but it's the, you you get torn, you know. All this came at once. This is why my reviews, yeah. my stardom, the internet, the ability to write anything about anyone, Amazon comments, yeah, all IMDb at that one message, moment in time. Like se yes, yeah, seven <laughs> ways yeah. MySpace, which was actually the nicest place for me. Yeah, <laughs> right. like seven different ways: newspapers, TVs, reviews. So all came at once and could just get to you. Right. And I have no shell. I had no way to deal with it. And like well, you, when, it wasn't, remember, it wasn't like a comedian 
talking to a heckler. And what we found, it was like, it was like you can't say anything. Like, the, it's the print's coming, the internet's coming, everything is coming at you, and you can't get online and go, you shouldn't say that. Like, it was... We didn't have Twitter to fight no, back. You didn't, you couldn't fight back. But, but so this <clears throat> guy writes this thing from Giant Magazine, and it was, it, it's the equivalent of what, like, it's like the birth of snark. Yeah. And he wrote, like, you know, he wrote, like, literally Kennedy is, this is the one of the Kennedys that should have been assassinated. Like, <laughs> it was just, <laughs> but it, yeah. it was no, like, there was not much love in it. Like, no, there's, there's, none. A di- there's a difference between, like, being funny and, like, just, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's being funny. Like, you know, he doesn't want me to be shot, I don't think, but. <laughs> But he writes in giant. It's like hipster, and it's like alternative comedy, and which I'm fine. Do whatever you want, but alternative comics like keep to themselves, and they don't want to fucking like you if you have setup and punch. And there's some very good ones, and and I just think comedy is comedy, and we all have to blend together. But it, after all this stuff, and he's in the movie, this guy, then I find out later that he's a comedian. That was weird, yeah. And that's what just <laughs> fucked me up. And to this day, I don't understand it. Like, if you're going to be a critic, yeah, you be a critic. I mean, it's a it's a hellish life, but you know, you, I, we understand you hate yourself, but you commit to that life. But, dude, you cannot be a critic and a creator. You Wait, cannot. I, I got to say, I don't think you're setting this up perfectly. So <laughs> tell so, me. Okay, so, okay, so I came to Jamie and I was like, hey, it'd be good to actually work with you because our film fell through. And so he goes, well, I, I've got this. Uh, I can do this special. So we decided to do a, a, a stand-up special. And then I said, well, I really want to do get on the road and deal with, you know, see you in different places. I have this like, weird idea to shoot you in a bunch of different places. And you go, well, we could do that one too. So we went out and we shot the special cheap, and then I think we filtered some money over to the other one, and then um, so Heckler became this thing where I we were on the road. All it was is going on the road, shooting Jamie and and dealing with it. And I was noticing that we would go to. He had just come out with Son of the Mask. Uh, you know, the Jim Carrey movie did great. Then this was part two and it starred Jamie, right? And it it was a fine movie, and it was. But the funny thing about it was, like, we'd go to these places. Like, we'd go to Vegas to do stand-up, and I would shoot you doing stand-up, and I'd be like, hey, Jamie, there's this guy in town, a critic, who totally trashed your movie. And I was excited, because I was like, this sounds like great <laughs> stuff to shoot. He's and like, I, why don't you meet well, him? Let's, let's meet him. <laughs> I, I would, like, kill. Heartless I was, bastard. I was at the Harris, like, doing sold-out shows. <laughs> Feeling great, and you're like, you have hey, an interview with this little this fucking kid's dead. You're this dumb. gremlin right over there. And <laughs> so was, we get this guy, and he's and I've I've written down every bad thing he said, and I hand it to you, and I was like, let's do a whole interview, and you were hilarious in the interview, and I thought it would be funny, but I thought it would be interesting, like how does this guy deal with being there face to face with this guy you just trashed. So we did it once, and I was like, hey, that turned out pretty well. A little, a little hurtful for you, but for me, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so that we'd do it town after town after town, no matter what, Detroit or Cleveland or whatever. We'd find these guys like Josh Bell or whatever the guy was, the big heavyset guy who, yeah. who was also a filmmaker. He had, and then we showed a little bit of his terrible film, and 
He was a critic filmmaker, but anyway. Um, so we started interviewing all these people, and it got worse and worse because we would interview people who genuinely hated the movie or they're arrogant about it. But we just kept on interviewing critics, and it was hilarious in my mind, and and turned out well. Then then we started getting a lot of other voices, like interviewed a lot of comics and filmmakers and um, <clears throat> politicians and sports heroes and everything. So it became all about heckling and dealing with critics and it just got so many voices in there that I, I was it was I think it was the best thing I, I ever worked on it's I was a, happy it's I worked and I worked on uh, Impractical Jokers I was the first you were I yeah. could almost say that you were the creator of that one, one of the co-creators of them, kind of yeah I know you were one of the co-creators and that's incredible going you I would say Heckler is one of my seven or eight I say like touchstones Throughout the years, that's definitely one of them. Like people do talk to me about it. See, here's the thing. I don't, but I think in terms of your creative creative input, it was one of the best, and one of like you had a lot to do with it. Like we were collaborated. Well, yeah, with I screen, said, were, I was you, like, let's but, do this. <laughs> we, we we both. Yeah. Did. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like you you didn't go over to Wes and go, how, this is what we should. How do we should? No, this no. <laughs> this was like. But here's the thing. It was like with Heckler. You were saying this. What that truly was a project that I think was made totally organically. Yes, I had no idea. No, it literally was. He's like, "Let me film you on the road. Yep, see how you are. We'll mm-hmm. play back your sets. Yeah. Then this heckling would happen or interaction. Oh, and, and then we would, and then we would remember when I start riling up the audience. That was big. Then we went and said, "I said, you know what." I mean, this is a part of like I kind of learned from you. You're 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 tireless and fearless. You'll stay up all night, and I yeah. was like, okay, I gotta be more stay up later, <laughs> and I gotta I gotta work harder and be more fearless. And so I would. I'm not a comic, but I'd get up on stage to introduce what we're doing. There's some cameras here, and you know, good to be in Canada. Even though like when we come back, we take your money and throw it in the trash because it's stupid and what like you or whatever you would, you would, just uh, all, i would start to like rile them up with you like, would insult the insult audience them, yeah. you're like i'm the director and you would do like three or four <laughs> passive aggressive things and the audience would be like what and they'd be Who's like this guy jamie kennedy yeah. and i'm walking into hell <laughs> to, to fucking to cold, cool down the audience not warm them up oh right? yeah you fucking <laughs> froze them but the, but they would get they would then heckle i mean i would say it's okay because yeah. some people were just they were scared to heckle because they've been told not to i was like if you want to well, don't give all our secrets away yeah but i know here's what i want to say is that is that the the movie was born organically like you were supposed to just watch playback and then you started showing me and you're like this bit works this bit doesn't work and then uh-huh. you would go Oh, look at these ladies. Look at these people interaction. And then another city. Look inter- And by like four cities, we'd have like 40 minutes of people heckling me. And I'm like, this is fucking fascinating. And you're like, it is, isn't it? And I'm like, I think there's something there. You're like, yeah, I think there is. And we just, yeah. then it's, that started building. So the special <clears throat> turned into this heckling thing. And then we got all the footage and it was a road movie that then became a heckler movie that then became a comment on criticism that then became a movie about what what society why was our society so critical but it literally yeah. each level <clears throat> it leveled up naturally yeah i mean we went and interviewed your, your we had a scene at your doctor's office yes. <laughs> you know like for no reason like it was just cuz he kind of he was a heckler yeah he heckled too he's like what well, is that movie about <laughs> 
He's shitting on your movie. I literally got Which my... Which is organic. He was really it that was. guy. He's literally got his thumb on my ass. He's like... <laughs> It didn't it, turn out so well, it, did it? Didn't that, do so good on Rotten Tomatoes. You know? Like he fucking he knows the, the score. The nail ladies heckle, and basically, yeah, that's right. our 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 comment on the our comment, the movie basically is commenting that we live in a hypercritical society. I like to think of it as also hyper opinionated. Everybody's got their opinion. They have to dish out their opinion all the time. They have to tell you their opinion. Yes. I think it's I think it has evolved into another kind of thing <clears throat> right now where it's like certainty. We know the problems in our society. We know how to solve them. We have we not only do we have an opinion, but we have a solution to problems that have existed for hundreds of years. We can end racism. We could end sexism. All the all the isms we could figure it out. And that and I see that all the time with people. And it's like, really? Well, let's go back to heckling. Okay, fine. Don't move on. You need your ADD pills. <laughs> I need to take them. I stopped taking them. I don't take any of it. You don't to put some in your tea. But it's look, too much. Dude, what I'm saying is, what do you say to the... A lot of people... There's people that absolutely love Heckler mm-hmm. and totally get it. And mm-hmm. absolutely fucking comedians who are like, yeah, right. They're yeah. revering of me when they they talk about it. That's and, exciting. Yeah. And and actors and and singers and famous people. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be some fucking little putts, you know, fucking coffee cup six seven two, and it'll be like, <laughs> Jamie Kennedy is the biggest whiner. If you want to watch a movie about a right. bunch of whiners, so. That's not what it's the movie is. It's not about why. No. It's not about you. Why? It's not even about. It's not about son of the mask what, what, at all. No. <laughs> what do you say to those people? What was your message? And then I'll tell people what my message was. It's it. The message is just you don't have to have an opinion about everything and tell everybody. Like I remember we, you, we had talked about this one time at Swingers, where it's just like people come up to you and they go. Oh, Jamie, I really like Scream, but you know what I didn't like? They'd have to say something that they didn't like. And you don't have to. You don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to tell somebody what they did wrong. It's just be, you know, I, you don't have to say, I don't necessarily like your shoes. The socks could go a little higher, showing a little too much ankle, which is probably true with me. But, you no, know, you, you, no, you, you have, don't have to there's have so, there's, an there's, opinion on everything. Yeah, there, no, but there's constructive criticism, which yeah, is fine. good and helps us grow. Yes. And competition helps us grow right but the great men like uh like you don't look at gandhi or martin luther king and say they had a lot of opinions right But they did have a lot of opinions no they had causes and reasons and things that they lived by but they weren't just like hey what about that dress not so good you know they didn't have a lot it wasn't opinions it was more like martin luther king wanted to end racism he didn't have an opinion it's a subtle distinction but i think I think when we talk, when we think about, I'm going to get online and give my opinion about this, that, and the other thing. It's like, no, just do something. Go out and do something. Like, I wrote a book, and I'm actually working on the next book. And it's like, I don't, it's not important that I start dealing with everybody else's art. I watch it. I uh, Good stuff. Move on and do my own stuff. Create. Do your own thing. You don't have to just be mired in your opinions on Facebook. That I agree with. My my message for the movie was, uh-huh. is that I used myself 
as the um, metaphorical linchpin, if you will. I was like the test case in the movie. But everybody who spoke had a, you know, was talking about their own dealings with hecklers and criticism. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing was I was willing to put myself out there and allow myself, in some people's eyes, to look stupid, which I think is... The role of a comedian. Yeah, and also, you know, brave. Not that it's really brave, but it is brave. That's what you do in art. You take chances. Right. And that's the whole point, is the movie was taking a chance and yeah. exposing. And that's where we live in this society. People criticize you for trying. And those yeah. people are the death of society. If you let them be, you know, and it's just, I think the message is also don't just, just figure it out. Like I know it, it's going to hurt because you're sensitive, but figure it out and just move on. If you're any, if you're any, create anything. I mean, the thing is, is that it's also about creating a business or creating anything you put out into the world. You know, there's going to be people who get constructive criticism and then just simple haters. And that move, that that term haters was really kind of ramping up or just starting when we were doing that, which is an interesting we were, thing. We it's were instrumental in that. Why do you think there are so many critical people? Because they're afraid to produce, to do things, to ship. You know, they're afraid to sit down. I mean, writing is hard. Creating is hard. There's a lot of days where I'm like, I'd rather just consume and then talk about that consumption than to create and to do something. I haven't started a business. I've, I've made a lot of content, but I still want to do that. I still want to do things where it's like I want to produce stuff that people like or use or enjoy. And it's hard. It's people. It's easier just to not do it. Right. Yeah, of course. Right. You just sit around and just be a fucking blob. I mean, people shit on like, oh, wow. So another YouTuber. It's like, uh, it's great. Everybody's getting out there and sit, telling something or, or doing or, or, in, or adding something to the dialogue. I think it's great. But why is it that I feel like it's funny because I can think about four or five different things and this, that's two other podcasts. But in my <laughs> career where. I've tried something. No one will ever hurt me or get to me if I know it was my best foot forward. Good. And, and, and if I did it the way I did it. If I did yeah. something the way I wanted it and you didn't mm -hmm. like it, I'm sorry I missed the mark, but I tried. But when I miss the mark and it still goes out, that's when you're vulnerable and you be like, yeah, I know I'm fucked up and you question all this stuff. But my thing is, is that there have been things I've done, like four or five, I can think of five or five, five or six things mm -hmm. that have made <laughs> that infamous, like they're the opposite of the things I'm known for that are good. I'm known for things that are bad. And it's like, I no, I don't mind it because yeah, I some, was always somebody might like it. I, don't know. I you take yeah, exactly. That's number one. Yeah. We are finding there's an audience for everything. But number two is is mm -hmm. that I grew up playing basketball. You shoot, you miss, you go right. again. You 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 ask one girl out, she says no. Okay, you ask another one. I don't know. You try. Right. The whole world is a game. That's right. And it's weird. Society is rigged yeah. for you not to fail. And I always think about it like this. I was playing golf the other day, and some guy was like, 
talking about Pete Carroll, who I think is a brilliant, sweet man. And Pete Carroll, because I got to hang with him a couple of times when I used to do the USC mm-hmm. uh, pep rallies. Yeah. And Pete Carroll, mm-hmm. it was, I know you don't really follow football. Not that I do either, but he ran the football. He was he lost a Super Bowl. If you told me he was a hockey player, I'd be like, oh, okay. He's, he's, <laughs> he, he basically lost a Super Bowl oh. because he threw the ball and it got picked off and the Patriots won. And everyone oh. said, you should have handed it to Marshawn Lynch. And, right. And, and this guy was saying, I, something came up and he's like, yeah, if Pete Carroll just did that, it would have went in. And I'm like, that's wrong with society. Yeah. Pete Carroll yeah. does not get up yeah. to not lose. I know. He gets up to win. He takes chances. And right. everybody goes, if you just did, if you just did. You don't fucking know what would happen. You have no idea. Somebody could have picked it up. Somebody could have fumbled. All this stuff. But people are always just money more than quarterback. And it's like, that's what he does. It's like in blackjack. Right. You split the fucking ace. You don't know right. if a six is coming or yeah. a fucking ten. But you, try, you, you take a chance. And that's what right. criticism is. You take a chance, and when you fail in their eyes, <laughs> look, I'm glad I didn't put myself in that wire because he, he got electrocuted. Like, isn't he dumb? Right. Isn't he dumb? Right. Well, that's the thing. That, like, the, like I, I like to analyze words and, like, mistake. What's a mistake? Like, if you have all the information and you know, oh, uh, Bitcoin is, you know, a good, it's a good time to invest, and then it goes down, it's like, you, did you make a mistake or did you just go, well, fucking, I, I went out, I bought Bitcoin. It made sense. It didn't work out. Things are up and down. Who knows? You throw, you, like you said, you throw the rock, you throw the ball and it's like, didn't make it. It's not a mistake. So what is a mistake? I have a friend who tells me like regret is almost useless. Like the idea that you sit around and go, uh, cause I do, I have things I go, actually, if I hadn't have done that, I would have been probably, I mean, the friends, they asked me to write, and I'm like, I don't get the show. I don't get Like, that was probably a bad move, right? What? Yeah. I didn't get it. I watched it. They said, do you want to write for the show? I'm like, I just don't understand Go it. back. What? Yeah, I was I never knew this about you. I guess we're not that good of friends. <laughs> well, I don't talk about that what? until we're on a podcast in front of, like, thousands of people. <laughs> Hopefully tens of thousands. Oh, what? Yeah, right. So See, of course, me- no matter what number I pick, you're going to be insulted. <laughs> oh, I'm sensitive. I'm a bitch. So go ahead. So, no, I would just, I've been in a bunch Wait, of meetings tell like that. Me, tell me what happened with friends. Be specific. No, I was in a meeting, and this guy was a big, oh. high-up exec. He goes, I love At you. where? We're fact-checking here. What was the network? NBC. Okay, it was NBC. He was at NBC. He goes, he goes I was with William Morris. I was a writer. And he goes, I love your script. It was the script that was going around, and I might have been, might have been Die Wholesale. It's great. Script. And he goes, he goes, ah, would you write for this new show? We have friends, and I go, I've seen a little bit of it, and I, I, I I'm not insulting it. I just don't get it. I don't know if I would have a voice, and I just don't. What don't year was this? It like, was like this set, like right after it had been on for like five or six episodes. It was right away. Like so you didn't early. get an offer. He was gauging it. No, he was saying, would you like to? And he was powerful enough. He could have probably got me a job right on it. I've been, I've had those circumstances where I'm like, I don't know. I just, I'm kind of busy with this or that. <laughs> oh, I can tell you, I can tell you three things I've said that were super dumb. Hold on. Wait, I can tell Hold you on. worse. Than Let's that. go. No, that's actually, that's really bad. So wait, that's a big one, dude. That's a big so one. So hold on. So you were yeah. in there and they basically said in the first season, not that you would have went the whole 10, 
But it's I, a if good, I had done one, it would have. I would a, have had. You it's know, a good, good money. feather in your chip, in yeah. your cap. So he said, "Would you like to work on Friends?" And you said, "I don't get it." Yeah, basically, I said, "I, I go, I, I just, I don't know. I don't get the show. I like, I don't like, I don't know if I could ever do that voice because I don't. What I just don't get it? What didn't you get about the show? I just didn't that it was number three in the ratings. <laughs> yeah, that's what I didn't get. No, I didn't get. I didn't get the comedy. I was like, I don't know what they're doing or saying. I just didn't. I was at that point where I was just like, I don't. I don't understand what's funny about this. And it's, I look at it now, I go, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. I don't, but it's just not my thing. Wait, I have, I, I should, I get it. I should have done it, but I'm, I but haven't I didn't watched, I, I am one day we'll have to sit in bed and binge all of friends. I don't think I've You've ever never watched, done that. I don't think I've watched more than an, an episode and a half. Really? Of friends. Yeah. I haven't either. <laughs> Because it's, I, I, I haven't either. But I watched it and it was really fucking hilarious. Oh, you? Th- well, then why didn't you watch more? Because I have a life. Oh, I'm out there trying to make my own friends. But it's like it's it was great and it, and I used to it used to be on Channel Five and yeah, I had a girlfriend and she would leave it on at night so I would watch. But I only watched like one and a half episodes. Yeah, I watched like a couple and I was just like. Ah. I mean, they all seem appealing, but they're over. They're overdoing everything, and I just didn't like it. The only bit I saw, it was great. So okay, yeah. so you, wow, it's a great show, but it, it's I didn't get it. So and then okay, this is crazy. When I was a little kid, I was super into Saturday Night Live. Soup like I couldn't have been a bigger fan. I made a T-shirt that said Saturday Night Live before they even had T-shirts like that would say that. And so. Um, Love the show from the beginning. And then one year, like, I think 1998, they were like, hey, you know what? We could put you up. I think we could probably get you on the show to write on it. And I was like. WME. I mean. Yeah, well, William Morris was great. And so they then I met with a bunch of people and. So they said, hey, we can probably. but But I was such a little dick. I was just like, I'm working on getting this feature made. I just want to focus on that. Like, I was just wanted to make my movie. You know, hold on. So I, I basically said, no. Nah. So your agents at William Morris said, hey, we have a lot of pull. Well, it was a general meeting and they were like, what do you want to do? And I go, I want to do this movie and this movie. I got this die wholesale. I want to do this and I want to do this. And then they're like, would you be interested in writing for Saturday Night Live? I'm like, well, right now it's just all about like me getting one of these features made. Like an idiot. Like that well, would have been on. a good gig. But, but how, again, you, don't, you don't know you if you would have got it. I know, right. But I'm just saying, like, in the world of regret, I could sit here and list three things I've done that What was the third idiot. one? The third one was um, I was friends with Jewel when, uh, when, when she was just coming up. Right? I remember this. And I still know her, and she's a sweetie, but, um, and, and, and did the Muse um, song in Heckler and was interviewed. Anyway... But she was like, we were sitting around one day, and she goes, she just about Jewel is a '90s icon. I mean, she's <laughs> yeah, I mean, more no, than that. They know what she. Well, some she people are the younger people, but Jewel okay. is a beautiful legend. Yeah, she is. And she's like, Michael, I had just written a song with her boyfriend. I'm like, she goes, you should write a song with me. I'm like, I just I don't have the time. I'm writing all the time. I just can't. I would have probably had like a song on that album that sold 25 million Wait. copies. Possibly. He's saying so much. I'm just, well, because I want to get it out before I stop myself. Forget. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> no, because I'm, part of me is going, don't tell what an idiot you are. Those no. are three. Stop directing your brain. Listen, <laughs> wait a minute. Did you and Jewel ever have a moment, by the way? Mm-mm. 
Okay. No, because she was, well, I'm, I don't want to say because, but she was dating my best friend. She's so sultry. How? She's ri- and she's gotten cuter every year. I, by the way, I had a dream about her. We were we were making a pizza or something crazy. It was one of those random dreams, and she was like, "We're just hanging out, making a pizza." Because I started making pizzas in the quarantine. When was this? Well, it's just like a couple weeks ago. You dreamed about Jewel a couple weeks ago. Was yeah. eating a pizza, making a pizza. Okay, let's go back. I don't think you can read into that. I just have, I bought a I bought a pizza. How old's Jewel now? She's uh, she's 40 or something. I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm 50. She's 10 years younger than me. I think so. No. Because like she would she would have been like 16 when she ever hits. No. In the 90s she was like she was 21. She was in her 20s. Yeah, she was Hold young. on. She was really young. Is she married? She was married for a bit and then now she's not. Kids? She has one kid. Yeah. Where she live? I think she still lives in Texas, in uh, like a smaller town in Texas. So let's go through your three regrets because I'll tell you what they are. Well, this is going to be the podcast. My no, three I'll never, worst moves. Just ever. to let you know, I I'll wonder if ne- I have more. <laughs> I will never keep in anything you're uncomfortable with. No, I'm not uncomfortable. I just I'm wondering if that's can I get my can I get my thought out? Yeah, please. It's awesomely entertaining. Here's one, and then I want to comment. Let me say a bunch of stuff. <laughs> are the you jewel thing. Why Mike Lattice is a failure. The jewel thing. You don't know if you would have gotten on the album. I don't. No. You it's could, just one of those friend, things I wish I hadn't have My said friend that. Eli, you know Eli Rise, the little kid plays piano. Mm-hmm. He had, I want to say he had three songs he did for Childish Gambino. Possibly wow. on his new album. That's pretty good. Maybe we'll get on now, but like he had three Katy Perry songs, none of them got on. So oh, you do, okay. it's like, right. think of it like a take. He had another couple songs for Justin Timberlake. These things happen. You but don't. But she at the time she wasn't like Katy Perry has four hundred songs and only five, seven, and an album. It was like it was not like that. Wait, so was it her debut album? It was her debut album, and it would have. She doesn't. She didn't have a back catalog. She didn't have a bunch of people writing. How did for you her. know her? She was dating your friend. She was. We okay. Just tell me really quick. Yes, she was dating my best friend and Steve, and she was, and we were all friends. And I ended up directing his music video. She was in it. Like we were all like a posse. Like it was a group of people that were a, friends. It was a throuple. No, I no, it was nothing like that. We okay. didn't. There's no sexual things. Okay. Well, it was just three of you hanging out. It was a we were, yeah three. It doesn't have a throuple. So it was. Bef- I know what a it was before is. Jewel. Became Jewel, her, and yeah. she said, "Do you want to write a song and maybe get on this uh, album?" Yeah, and you were like, "No, nah, no, nah, I don't have time for that." <sighs> yeah, maybe that was a mistake. Oh, you, did, you did that pause twenty five so million. That was like without rehearsal. You did that pause. But hold on, hold on. <laughs> that one, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put that in the lost column. <laughs> but hold on. I'm going to say SNL is a wash because they were just, that's what agents do. They say, maybe we can do, maybe we can do, there's no. Fine. You have to jump through multiple hoops to get that job. That makes me feel better. So that one, we're going to say no. And friends, I'm going to give you a half and half. Because it was an NBC executive and how high it was. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. So you still have to get by Martha and Kevin and Bright and Crane. And so you might have not gotten through there. So I'm going to give that a, I'm going to give that a. 50 50 maybe 60 40 you in the 40 it's hard to get think, that job dude. i think you are missing the point of this exercise though 
This is a no regret. This idea is don't have You don't thoughts. have regrets, but if you're going to have regrets, I know you can say you don't have regrets, but I want the audience to think about it too so they say maybe you should have a regret. And then we we'll just <laughs> Wait, you want the audience to do the thing we suggest you don't do. I just want I'm judging it from my own opinion. But okay. by the way, you shouldn't have any regrets. But I'm saying But listen, you're saying I shouldn't have regrets, but you, if you do want a regret, no, 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 that's I, not a good one. No, what <laughs> I'm saying is you have to look at things and go, No regrets, but yeah, I fucking that would have been good if I did that. I can't change the past, but it would have been good. So then then when the next decision comes along, maybe you don't make that that choice, since we're not using the word mistake. <laughs> yes. I would I would think that I've grown and I know more and Yes, there's a lot of, th- but there's a lot of things I could have screwed up that I didn't. So, who knows? In your defense, and listen, I, I can sit in here and list mine too, but it's, you're my guest, so I'm going to talk about you. Is that you probably have one or two more than three? More than three? You have more than three. Why do I have more than three? Because you have more opportunities. You could easily have said, "Look, any actor who is good and and doing well." Gets offers that they turn down. Here, I'll let you feel better, even though that was a little bit of a diss, but then you switched Oh, you tell me you, you buttered, don't have... You didn't get a script. You're like, you I don't my get bread. It. Titanic. I'm pissed about that. You turned down... T- <laughs> listen. What did Can you, I finish my fucking t- thought? <laughs> I'm going to give you a... You buttered my bread reverse to try to get me to say it. Here's what I'm going to say, and then I'm going to go to me. You... This was problem. Our synapses get together. And we we yeah. get crazy. I don't think it was bad what you did, and I'm going to tell you why. The jewel thing is the only one because that's easy to do. You can write the song. I know home. how long, and that's fucking taken. money. It would have been easy. And she would have She's so sweet. She you would have said like, and then just add like a fa la la la, and she would be like, okay, and you would have got credit on the fucking thing. You know yeah. that's the music business, right? You ever say a song, a hits have 23 writers, uh, the failures have one, meaning anyone in the studio at the time says add this. And yeah, that's why she would have given me fifty fifty. She would have been incredible. She's a doll, yeah, she, she's great. So wait, at that time, I remember you, and you were fucking Johnny Director. It was the nineties. The nineties, which still feel like yesterday, was <laughs> like guys like him walking around. They always had a fucking like a trapper keeper. He's always making what notes you? with your script. Yeah. You were hustling your script all around town. That script. Got to Brillstein, I got it from them. I got yeah. it from CAA. Right. I, UTA had it. Like, everyone mm-hmm. loved your script. Mm-hmm. And so it got around to great actors. Mm-hmm. And so you were like, look, I'm going to move away from doing, you know, I'm trying to be my own Paul Thomas Anderson. And that's what you were doing. And so you were working on, at the 90s was the height of indie film. So all these Soderbergs. So it's okay that you didn't do that stuff because you were on your auteur path i thought we were going to you now like i thought no, we're done that now i'm done my with regret. you okay now i'm done with you um because i think we I, all get the idea i could have multiple <laughs> regrets but i try not to but here's a here's a choice i'll tell you this uh-huh. one, and i was going to talk about this later on my other thing i'll share it here is that so i get a script and it's called um and i know that helen Hunt was attached uh-huh and 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 Jack Nicholson. And oh, that wasn't your fault, though, right? No, I like, want to tell you. Okay, okay. Let me get it out. Oh, okay, go ahead. Jeez, yeah, you're yeah, all yeah. over the place. No, I'm trying to predict what you're going to say. Yeah, exactly, just okay. let it be. Okay, okay. So, and I have to, and I'm like going, and I didn't even have to read. I got over wow. to Sony, 
and I met I met James L. Brooks. Yeah. And he was like talking to me and he like had me do stuff and he would just talk to me and we were like improv. It was awesome. Wow. And then another guy I did a movie with, Justin, was in a movie, but he was he was like helping on the movie and he came in as an actor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know him. Can we improv together? And he was like, yeah, I really like him. And then by doing that, we basically had this little chemistry. Boom. And I ended up getting the movie. It was called Old Friends. When I left that office, I remember walking out and seeing Jack Nicholson walking in with his, like, binder and his notes. And, like, everyone thinks Jack Nicholson is, like, party guy. But he had all the script noted yeah. up, ready to work. Like, he was going to have yeah. a session and oh, yeah. um, in a briefcase. It was, like, awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. So that was me and now Jack. So I got and then my agent literally was like rare thing where they call and they say, you got the, you got this offer. And so you're going to be in this movie called Old Friends, uh-huh. which eventually became As Good As It Gets. And, yeah. and there was a lot of like trying on that movie. Like I did a lot of scenes. Yeah. You know, most of them got cut out, but that's what the movie was. We tried this, we tried that. And yeah. Before I was going to do the movie, I got an audition for a couple of times and I met a young director for a movie that was set in the porn business. Oh, shit. Called yeah. Boogie, Nights. Boogie Nights. And I really, really wanted to read for the Philip Seymour Hoffman role. He's And they were like, nah. He's, he's like, yeah, I got this guy. He's a young guy. I think he almost discovered him. I'm not sure. I think he did. Yeah. And he, he was in a movie called Heart 8. And yeah, I that's watched first Heart movie. 8. Yeah. And I'm like, that movie is so good. And the yeah. guy's like, no, because that role, I just feel it. And he's like, no, you're gonna, there's another role of a student. The casting director was such a beautiful person, Christine Sheeks, and she's like, you can read for this role of the student because mm-hmm. I want to get you in this movie. Mm-hmm. And Dan, the, the producer was one of the producers of Scream, and he's like, I'm going to get you in this movie. And so Old Friends was happening, but we didn't have the Greg Kinnear part. They were real, the, Sean Penn was close to being in that movie. And... But James L. Brooks was like, I know Sean can do it. He's amazing. This is what the rumors are anyway. Don't quote me. Yeah. But that um, he's amazing. But I, I just want to see who else is out there. Right. And then Greg Kinnear, I guess, came in and fucking went crazy. And it was a different take, right? Right. And so that made that movie not start right away. Boom. I meet Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh. It was the greatest audition. It was the coolest guy. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I think he can do this. And this, so I get offered Boogie Nights. And I improved a ton in each audition. And the part was the part was that was one of the greatest parts of the movie was uh, it's the kid. He's in the classroom, but he's really his scene in the limo. Oh, that kid. Yes. That, oh, Bro, okay. Listen so to he the, beats the yes, hell out so of he, Oh, so they, I get. I still have the nudity writer, which I signed. So he gets... He gets Heather Graham and him are classmates. Right. Then he's like, she's going to pick up some strange kid and they're like going to fuck him for films. The eighties where you would do the quick, like the fuck right in the moment. It was like a new type of way to make porn. Yeah. And Burt Reynolds, which I was excited as fuck to be Burt Reynolds. And I knew Heather was, but she wasn't Heather yet. But I knew he was like this beautiful young ingenue. And I'm like, they're like, you're going to have sex with her. And then Burt Reynolds is going to fucking 
beat your ass and she's going to curb stomp you and escape. Right. Are you ready to do this? And I was like, yes. That was, that could have been a great role. So listen to this. So it was, so it was just two days on that. Yeah. And it was five months on as good as it gets. And you picked. And Jack (laughs) Nicholson. No, so it was Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, James L. Brooks, Paul Thomas Anderson, Burt Reynolds, Heather. Yeah. It was all amazing. See, John C. Both, Riley, uh, both projects all great. amazing. Yeah, and, yeah. and my agent's like, we got to figure this out. My manager's like, right. what do you want to do? And I go, I want to do it all. Right. Let's make it work. Yeah. And they go, well, the dates might conflict. I go, great. Let's just do it all. And at that time, talk about not wanting to piss people off in the power structure. I was like, don't piss anyone. <laughs> don't piss anyone. So I had all these days all where right. I'm on hold. And I'm like, just, just get them to give me a whole day. I didn't even know what that was. I'm like, just, I'll fly back. I'll pay my own money. I'll shoot right, in the valley. Right. And the, the thing was, it was just such a risk because Sony could not let me out, which totally makes sense because it's like, you know, the way they were making this movie, James was like, look, yeah. man, I might need him here. I might need him That's here. I'm right. not sure. And this is what we're paying him for. And I was getting paid very good money mm-hmm. as a young actor. And it was like, a weekly. I was in New York for like five months. It was incredible. And to fly him home, if James needs him, if the plane gets fucked up, whatever. We're not going to let him go. So he has to choose. Yeah. And me and my manager's like, look, you got to fucking, this is the one. This is going to be huge. And, and the other one's going to be huge too. They, we both knew it was going to be both huge. And you knew they were both going to be huge. Yes, I knew. Wow. They, I know. And and it was like, and I, so they that came out, Scream 2 came out the same Week, the same time as as good as it gets, and Boogie Nights would have came out. I would have had three movies. And so I had to choose, and they were like, just, you know, you have to go with as good as it gets. And I was like, <laughs> I really want the Boogie Nights tape. That was the thing. I wanted the tape, too. I was like, yeah. this director's incredible. The script's incredible. This, cat, this is going to be in the lineage forever. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and they couldn't make it work. And, and, and I understand it because it was too much risk. And so we went with as good as it gets. And um, do I you have... D- you did not... Hold on, hold on. But it's not hold a terrible... It's not a mistake. No, you I don't... No, not no. only did you not make a mistake, you didn't say anything stupid. You did every... You you literally... There's no way you'd ever consider that a regret. Uh, I would have just somehow loved to have been in both. And I would have loved to have been in Boogie Nights. And listen, what's crazy. This is what's crazy. This is the only thing that makes me feel good. Yeah. And then I, but it's crazy because then I ended up almost doing a movie with Bert and it didn't happen, but I did a movie with Heather and I got to know Heather. And then I never yeah. worked with John C. Riley, but I almost did a movie with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. So I was like around all these people. And it was funny. For a long time, I read for a lot of his roles, believe it or not. I used to, I read for, uh, hmm. what's the movie with the Coen brothers? Big Lebowski. Yeah, read, he was in Big Lebowski. I read that movie for four fucking times. Um, so it never really. Connected with you and the Coens. Oh, I mean, just that role. Give me a break. Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> fucking guy. I just, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with one mistake uh, you made. Hold it's, on, no, no, I know. I have. Well, listen, my wall. We got them. No, the walls. Things that worked out. They, well, I keep everything. But let me just say this. <laughs> let me finish my thought. Yeah. And my thought is this: is that it's it's uh, not a mistake. I just here's what it is. So this is how small the world is, bro. So that guy who did one of my first best headshots 
ever. <laughs> it was just like surfer kid, a wild, like cool, like a really just you know, a good photographer. He was he was like a Renaissance kid. He did many okay. things, but uh-huh. he was just one of these cool guys that didn't try. He was naturally cool. Yeah. Like the very rare, like if he wore a fedora, which he would never do, it would be because he actually wore a fedora. Not like somebody down here at fucking, you know, blue bottle. going bald. And, or blue bottle. Yeah, right. So he, he, I was in this program with him and he was starting to get more into photography and he had a younger brother that was in this class with me. His his name was Kai, and his younger brother's name was Kadu. So you could tell they were like Santa Cruz kids. Or Hawaiians. And fucking Kadu became my buddy. We were in acting class together. Yeah. I another kid and another acting class. I didn't get the movie. The kid who's like, get it hard, donkey dick. That was one of my best friends from acting class, Shannon, who got the movie completely on his own, who was another surfer. He's like, get dead hard, donkey dick. <laughs> and Kadu was in my acting class, and independently, when I did not get it, he got my role. <sighs> but it was, no, which makes me feel good. At least it was a friend. Because it was people I knew yeah, who I yeah. loved. Yeah. But also, I, you know, the, I, Kadu didn't, totally blow up after that so i thought okay maybe right right, right. <laughs> but who knows you I know, know? I so know. i but he's great i don't know maybe he was like totally an artistic person so he can do whatever he wants well also do you ever he might have not have cared about hollywood yeah but go ahead you ever think that like maybe there are parts like that that make people dislike the actor you know because it's like that's the guy that raped heather graham <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I think since everything, the curtain is so peeled and the onion is so, everything's shown now that you know that, you know, you know that Rocky is not a boxer. (laughs) But when I was growing up, I did think Rocky was a boxer. I did think that, you know, Tommy Lee Jones was like on death row in that movie, The Executioner Song. I did think that stuff. Or Bruce Stern really did kill John Wayne. Yeah, we didn't have all this behind the scenes stuff. Right, right. So, dude. Wait, I have to say, uh, I, wait, I got to say, you were talking about Small World. We actually wouldn't know each other if it weren't for James L. Brooks. You want to hear the craziest story? So um, I was, okay, I was a little nerd, and I got on CompuServe. That was like the early, early, early internet. And I was a little kid, t- teenager, and I was on CompuServe, and I was just looking up famous directors and looked up James L. Brooks, and he was on CompuServe. So we became pen pals. Seriously, he wrote with you. Yeah. Oh no, no, not no. Pen pals like we would write back and forth stuff, and we would just like every day we would write to each other. Yeah. And then, so he wrote to you. Yes, he wrote to me, and like almost Why? every day, back and forth. I don't know, but like back and forth and back and forth. Finally, he goes, "You should come up to LA, and we'll have a meeting." I go, "Okay." So I I was in San Diego. I drive up to LA, have a meeting. He goes, "Tell me the kind of stuff you want to do." I'm relating all of the uh, all of the scripts that I want to write, all the crazy stories I want to write. And he goes, uh, and stuff I had written. And then he goes, tell me about your life. And I go, well, I'm, I work at Costco, or Costco at the time, as the head of video and film production. I'm, like, making videos, like, educational videos, like Terror in the Tire Center and Let Them Eat Pizza and, you know, all Bloodborne Pathogens and all these crazy little films. You make those four... Price Club. For Price Club and for educational. Like, I was the educational filmmaker at Price Club. And he's mesmerized. He's like, 
why don't you write about that? And I go, oh, okay. <laughs> and I went home to back to San Diego and wrote Die Wholesale because of that meeting. And he, I, it, he did, I, like I sent it to him and he was like, it's okay. I don't know if it's really my thing. But we did wow. really well with it. And then you were going to play me and that because of that meeting. Is that crazy? Again, something you don't know. Dude, that's the small world. That's weird, huh? Well, that's going to lead us in what we're going to talk about. Okay. So you came to me, and and I wanted to have you on. And and the thing is with you is that we have to focus because we can go all over the place. And it's nice to have a contained conversation. Mm -hmm. The problem I have with a lot of podcasts is they never finish a thought. Yeah. And they go zip, zip, zip. And I like to finish, and that's why I try to be very thorough. Right. But what we wanted to talk about is a term that I don't even like to hear mm-hmm. because I think it's dismissive. And you said you have a whole theory on conspiracy theories. I thought you're not going to use code. You're just going to say conspiracy theories. You I can, thought you were going to say CT. I was going to say CT, but <laughs> then you just said it. But I said it. Okay. So I, what is your theory? And by the way, they're more rampant than ever, correct? Well, you, okay, hold on. You brought up a point, which is conspiracy theories are theories that seem crazy, but there are examples in history of conspiracy theories that were not conspiracies, or they just, they were right. So they weren't theories. They were conspiracy facts, right? So, and I thought, I actually looked up a couple, but um, do you ever hear the Tuskegee syphilis experiment? No. Okay, so it was, they took, 400 it was actually three 399 black people and gave them syphilis in order to study what happens when you don't treat syphilis the united states government did this it's not a it's real a real thing it was supposed to go on for six months to study this went on for 40 years ended in like 72 horrible it was one of the shittiest things our government has done in the name of science, right? 40 years? 40 years. It was supposed to go for six months. Yeah. And so you could say, oh, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. No, that's right. And so when people talk about, I don't know about the vaccine, you know, okay, I get it. Like there's, the government has given you stuff, right? Now um, we're going to refer to that as the the scene. Okay. The, um, or the V. <laughs> the, the V. The, um, there's the, oh, I get it. The scene in the, good. So the, um, the other one. Hold on a minute. I have questions. I don't want to interrupt you. Okay. It's just a historical thing. How did they give the people syphilis? They gave them a shot, gave them syphilis. What did they? Yeah. Did they say you're going to get, no, what did they say it was? They say, okay, they said, we're going to give you syphilis and then we're going to, I believe it was they said, we're going to give you syphilis and then we're going to cure it or we have the shot that cures it. Or they said, we're going to give you this and and don't worry. They, but they said, you're going to get free medical. When you come in, you're going to get food. Um, If anything happens to you, we'll pay for the funerals, (laughs) literally. But they said, it's going to be okay. We were, it's a science thing. We're going to take care of you. And at, after six months, it was going to be fine. They gave them shots to cure them of whatever they gave them. 
but the shots were saline. There was nothing. So it was basically like they just said, oh, you're fine now. But then the people continued to have syphilis. 162, I think, died. This is all real. This is not like, like when you talk about, oh, well. Uh, hold on. Hold yeah. that thought. Okay. So this is a real thing. 400 black people. Yes. They were in black. the early 70s. Yeah. Were given syphilis. Yes. By our government. Yeah, I think it was the Tuskegee uh, was the was the um, college. So it's a Tuskegee syphilis experiment. If you look it up, you'll read all about it. It's there. And not in crazytime.com. You know, it's a it's it's history. Dude, do you think I'm a smart person? Yes. Do you think I'm an informed person? Yes. How come I've never heard of this? I don't know. I'll tell you why. Why? It's because what we're talking about. That is suppressed information. Oh, uh, it's there. It's it. I, I think it's, I've heard of the Tuskegee Airmen. I've yeah, heard but, of Tuskegee other stuff. I've never heard of this. I can tell you right now, I'm not the first guy who's who's brought this up. There's the, it's it's a thing. Like you, I'm not saying that you should know, but I'm saying that you you'll have listeners who go, yeah, yeah, that's right. If you're black, you probably are like, yeah, this is one of the fucked up things about our history. So you yes. said the syphilis one. Well, re- Jeffrey Epstein is. Well, that's yeah. another one. But yeah. We'll get to there. So what you, why did you say the syphilis thing? Because you basically said, are you texting? Or are you? No, getting, I'm actually looking it up. Because, no, because are you I'm basically saying that, saying that because people are talking about the V? I'm saying that when I listen to your podcast, and you've mentioned this a few times, uh, you say conspiracy theories, you don't. You think that it's it's a misnomer because the idea is that there have been conspiracy theories that were real, and just because somebody has a conspiracy theory doesn't make them a crack a crack crack crackpot. Yes, because okay, here's another one. So this is the third one that I want to or the the Jeffrey Epstein's one. I don't <laughs> think that we should use the term conspiracy theory anymore. I get it. I think it's a way to dismiss people, belittle them, and basically keep the bullshit there. Uh-huh. And so, uh, hold your thought. Yeah. What's going on right now is our news mm-hmm. that we are seeing mm-hmm. is reporting X. Right. There is a whole underbelly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what, if you, fo- if you live on the plane of X, then you're going to go, well, that's what it is. It's X. Mm-hmm. There is a whole underbelly of Y. Happening and people at X are just saying, Well, that doesn't mean anything, that's kooky, that's crazy. And what I try to tell people is, No, there's about 80 million in X and 80 million in Y. The mainstream is just X, Y is not even Fox, Y is over here. So they're mm-hmm. conster- they're relegated to the gallows, but these people are strong, mm-hmm. informed, and is not as crazy as people think. And also, mm-hmm. you have to share the fucking rock with them. We're on the uh-huh. same planet, and so I tell people you're gonna have to deal with this. And then you for all so that's one sixty. So then you have the rest of the half of the population who may not dropped out of society some that are like me that are going, 
well, there's a lot going on here. Uh-huh. And so, by the way, Y recognizes X. Sure. X is the only one being reported on. Michelle goes through this all the time. In China, it's always known that what the government has told you is bullshit. Yes, but you know what I just said, right? I know, and I'm saying it, 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 we exist so, in a world where we, we, get the, we get the news, we get the information, and there's a whole other world of the, the other information. But I just want to say... So my, what's your third my, one? But I know, but I'm building a point, because the point is, is that while I agree with you on some of this stuff is like we can't call them conspiracy theories if they really happen, there's also... I know somebody who believes the earth is flat, and I'll tell you more about that. But let me go, let me just, we're skipping around too much. Let me tell you the other one. Do you have you ever heard of MK Ultra? Of course. That's okay. mandatory. Great. So, that's M- kindergarten conspiracy right. theory. So, that's, a, that's an early conspiracy theory that was like, yeah, it was really shitty and a thing. Well, let's go deep. So the government has done, has put things in people's bodies that suck. So, I get it. And I'm not saying I'm for believe me, I'm getting the I'm getting the V. Hold on, but before but, before we go to that, when yeah. you say MK Ultra, dude, the real thing is something with that, which I don't even want to say that because I don't want people to get mad. Then they'll talk about I don't want to get this video banned. Mm-hmm. But MK is also the monarch programming. Do you know what that is? No, I don't know that. So I'm trying to talk in code. So and this will fuck your brain up. And you'll go down tonight. Monarch programming is in, it's like in the MK. And it's very simple. It's basically a version. It is that. Yes. But it's like a sect of it. And oh. and it's really simple. And, it's, and, and, and what it is, is based off the monarch butterfly and the butterfly does one thing and then what does it do it transforms how does it survive by adapting and transforming because Uh if it just stayed in the cocoon it would die right so here's a theory Mm -hmm. look at all the people who are celebrities with butterfly tattoos (laughs) what is that they're all part of this no but what i'm saying is yeah for your own edification yeah Go and do that. My, okay, I'm going to write this down. Monarch uh, Butterfly. It's like a stamp. Wow. Just look up Monarch. That's all I'm going to tell you. Okay. So bye. now you're getting to your point, and I think I know what your point is. My my point is that there's two realms of conspiracy. There is the realm of, sounds crazy, but this shit really happened. And then there's the people like this girl I went out with who said first date, she's like, uh, you, I don't know how you're going to take this, but I'm a flat earther. <laughs> and I said, I, I was so intrigued. Like I was like, I gotta have a second date with this girl. I gotta, Wait, I have to and ask so, you. Yeah. Nice tush. Yeah, of course. See, <laughs> I know it's so a game we bit, go a to. Little bit of, yeah, I know a little bit right. of bullshit. There. Right. Yeah, flat touch. Yeah, flat, flat earth. Nice, nice touch. touch. Flat, <laughs> what are you willing to forgive? What do you mean? No, part of it, there was a part of it that was like, okay, nice touch. But part of it was like, oh my god, I gotta hear more. By the third date, it wasn't fun anymore because it was like, it was a little sad. Where did you meet her at? I think it was on, it was on a dating site. Like I think it was Tinder, 
And so, um, flat earth tindering. Yeah. So I know there should, be a, whole, there should be a whole website for that. Why would she bring that up? Why would she bring well, it up? Well, because it was like apparent that we were, we could be really interested in each other. And she's like, I got to tell you, I have one thing about me that's a little weird. And so, um, but she was pretty cute. Yeah. But the second date I was fascinated. I had, I brought questions. I was really interested. But here's the thing that I started. What happened on the third date? Why I got she sad. cried? <laughs> she she was very. She's just there. She was unbalanced. There's things going on. So no amount, no amount of tush could have gotten no. you past the flat Earth information. No, because part of it was like I was just interested in hearing the story, but that got sad. And then part of it was like she's cute, but that I'm not gonna. So wait, to hold on. Go there. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So. I, that okay. I don't know nothing about the flat Earth, but it really oh, it's a, interesting. It's a big one that gets a lot of people pissed off. But I guess people think the Earth is flat. Right? But it's way more than that because it's like not. It's it. What it is is I think it tells you a little bit about one one group of the conspiracy theory crowd, and I think it's important because you've gone you've said positive things and and negative things. But I want I, I want to say that. There are some that, and I looked this up on in, in in psychology journals and stuff. It's it's a little bit of a like a lack of trust, and it's a little bit of a superiority thing. So it's a little bit of like, I know something you don't know. Do you really believe that when they tell you to floss that you should floss? <laughs> you're just being you're being hypnotized. So that whole thing about like that superiority, like I know something you don't know. It's a little bit of a thing, but with her, like at one point. It was so clear that she had such trust issues that I was like, look, I got to say, what you're telling me, forget the science of it. You're telling me that all astronauts are liars. All pilots are liars. People in Hawaii are liars. People in Australia who have a different season than we do are liars. If, it's in, if, if I'm in New York, the people in California who see the sunset are bullshitting me about that. If I'm in California and the people in New York are having a sunset, I'm like, no, 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 you're wrong time. Like time zones wouldn't work. Seasons wouldn't work on the different. It's this, it would have to be such a massive conspiracy if the world was flat. It would be impossible to put up. That's just one element. And so you got to go, is it trust? Is it trust issues? Is it somebody just like, everyone's lying to me. I don't trust anybody. Possibly. What is your, so what is your theory on conspiracy theories that they are, they can be real, but some of them are just crazy far-fetched and people have issues. More or less. But yeah, more or less. It's like they can be real or these are the issues and arrogance and ignorance and trust issues. So some people like this girl, I never see arrogant conspiracy theorists. Well, there's a little I bit see of like, arrogant people that that call people that. I see more paranoid conspiracy theorists, right? But haven't you ever heard somebody do the thing like I just did about floss, where like, like, really, you believe that? Oh, be poor, naive, stupid bastard. You've not, heard that, but not in like that Silver Lake tone. I <laughs> was like a Brooklyn tone. I hear it more like. Are you fucking kidding me? Let me tell you what the fucking government's putting in the fucking water. Okay, yeah, like, that's yeah, that. but that's one person. But she also said Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing. So she had it all worked out. That one is interesting. But it's not. But hold true. on, hold on, hold on. Did you, by the way, I've seen the tape. That one's pretty interesting. Okay, I've But hold seen, on. What what yeah, you're but, saying is is that 
there are some people that are chemically imbalanced who like conspiracy yes. theories. Yes. Clearly, that's true. Okay. That's 100% accurate. <laughs> but, I mean, you got to give people, but, when they start talking conspiracy theories, you got to go, but, maybe there's something going but on. But just because they're conspiracy theories doesn't mean they're unbalanced. And just because they're and, crazy doesn't mean it's not true? just because they <laughs> voted uh, for Obama doesn't mean they know everything either, right? So it's Of like, course. So, yeah. So... What I'm saying is, is this the no duh portion of the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. No, but it's, but you, but you're basically saying, are there people that are unbalanced with like conspiracy theories? Of course there are, but there's unbalanced people in all walks of life. Yeah, but when somebody, do you agree with that? Yes, but when somebody goes, I know something you don't know. I I know it's Silver Lake voice again, but but when somebody has that attitude, I'm like, okay, look, you know what? It's I'm a, not it's naive because I crazy- trust. It's a crazy per. It's a crazy. But it's okay. That's one crazy person, but there are okay. So we have to look and see what what is it that you believe, and what is it that you don't believe. And you have to look at and see what are you open to the possibility of. Well, so, I'm open to the possibility of everything. I, my it's like Nietzsche said: you hold your beliefs like a like a dove in your hand. You don't squish it. You just hold them lightly. So if you told me something on this podcast that blew my mind, it wouldn't destroy my. My mental structure I would be like Okay New information Great Yes I would say You're very open minded But you definitely When you believe Something so firmly You'll definitely Cut someone down To make sure You let them know Like for instance Go ahead Oh you I know what you're Going to talk about Well I I don't even I don't know Anything about it But like that moon one That's a Kind of interesting one And you're You're quick To cut that one Right down if I didn't, if I saw information that made it make sense, I wouldn't. But again, it's when they say Stanley Kubrick directed the moon landing. I've seen the video that Stanley Kubrick directed. I w- he wouldn't have picked that lens. <laughs> no, I've seen the video interview of Stanley Kubrick. It's not Stanley Kubrick. It's an actor. Okay. If you want, I can show it to you. It's not. And it doesn't even sound like Stanley Cooper. It's silly. It's just is a guy they, with a beard. I don't know anything about it, but okay. I do know that the proposal of that is not that. That's a pretty interesting proposal. Yes, that one but, seems more plausible to me than than the flat Earth. But I don't know nothing about the Earth. Well, you know that if you talk to next time you fly in an airplane, talk to the pilot and ask him if the Earth is flat. <laughs> You won't get a you won't get a pair of wigs for that one. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> he's not gonna the, like it. But what if this is a simulation? It could be, but we don't have any data to say do it you, is or isn't. But do you know what simulation theory? Yes, is? I know simulation theory. Okay, it's a it's an Elon Musk thing. No, but but well, I know you, others have said it. If but. you but basically, if you really if you know what simulation theory is, it means that everything behind me is not happening at this moment. It could be. Do you but know it what also, that means? The yes, world renders yes. as you look. I get it, like a video game. Yes, and it and it could just so as then easily flat not Earth be would be nothing compared to that. Yes, but to say what Elon Musk said, which is it's likely he doesn't know. We don't know. No, I'm a character he's just a in a really... video game. Okay, fine. It's something you say when you're stoned. But I don't. We don't know if well, it's he, true or no, not. No, there was multiple people that are very intelligent that have said this. So what? Okay, well that's <laughs> it. Depends on. Who you value's opinion, correct? No, because he's a smart guy when it comes to 
creating multiple things. Yeah, melt. Nick yeah, Bostrom, so Nick Bostrom. There's, there's physicists that have said this, but let's not go there. They say it could be. could be. It's a, it's yeah. a hypothesis. Oh wait, here's a good one. Okay, so remember when I we went to that party at? I'm gonna okay. I want you to stay focused, but go ahead. Oh no, this is a good. So we went to a party with an actor. I don't have to say his name. You can if you want. But they, <laughs> but it, somebody else at the party, I got in a big fight with about 9/11. And this guy went nuts because he's like, do you know what happened to Building 7? And I had just read a book about it, done some research. I said, yeah, I do know what happened. And I explained to him what happened. He's like, you really believe that? I'm like, yeah, I do. And then it, basically what happens is I, when I look at experience, a, a conspiracy theory, I say, okay, here. Something happened nine eleven. Okay, what happened? Okay, it was, it, was a for, it was a controlled demolition. Okay, great. You're using no code whatever. Say uh, something well, you have to, when do you okay. something happened in September? A bad thing happened. <laughs> Say something like that. It's too late. So the oh, okay. Dude. So so something. No, come on. Because then we can't on. have a real Let's discussion. Just, okay, this is like we because we're being censored. I know, but we're also adults. We got to be able to talk about stuff. Tell that to the tech companies, bro. They suppress videos. You mean the aliens? No, <laughs> the, tech companies the, the suppress people. You're going way up. <laughs> Tech companies suppress information. Yeah. Okay. So wait, we went to a party, and and there was an actor. Was he big actor? The actor was big, and this was a friend of the actors. I'm going to say, but I the guy I got in a fight with was not the actor. It was not the actor. The actor was a terrific guy that you introduced me to. Who was his friend? But I'm not going to say that. Okay. I don't just don't want to say because it was like an argument that ended up going really wrong because. My angle was, I do, I do have some data. And the, okay, here's something interesting. So wait, somebody said that it was a conspiracy and went nuts when I said it's just not. It's not a conspiracy. Like the conspiracy is these guys, you know, saw, uh, uh, these guys learned to fly planes, but not to land them. And they did this shitty thing, right? And so the idea that you would go, okay, so it's a controlled explosion, where else are there? So here's how I would look at this situation. I think this is important for people because when you talk about conspiracy theories, at least go. So to wait, what? What? You're going all over the place. So are you? We're, we're talking about nine one one. Yeah. And are you is that saying code for nine one one? That's code for nine <laughs> yeah. eleven. And are you saying that there's a lot of conspiracies around that? Correct. Yes. And are you saying that everything that was reported is what happened, or are you saying? There's some funny business there. No, what I'm saying, I know you talked about the funny business. What I'm saying is, back up, you hear the report about what happened. You say, okay, I don't know anything about controlled uh, explosions. Who does? Somebody in Vegas blows up, or some group of people in Vegas blows up buildings. They implode. 13 buildings have been imploded uh, since, for the last 20 years, right? Since 1996, something like that. Anyway, so the, the company that blows up buildings might know a little bit about controlled explosions, right? So the guy who heads that company, Mike Leroy or something like that, I think that's his name, he said, look, the way it fell was not a controlled explosion. That makes a lot of sense. So you listen to a guy like that who has some expertise and go, huh, he buys it. Okay, fine. So it's not like And then I'm, what? Then I go... I'm going to currently believe that 9-11 was not a conspiracy. So, wait, hold on. So, so the data seems some, to line up. Some guy. Some guy. 
no, who does some, this. Some guy who does this for a living says this. Yeah. And then you go, okay. All right. So Until- what if, what if you, what if, okay. So do you think there's a lot of people that do control demolition business? They're yes like no. the number one. But do you think demolition? there's multiple people like that? Yes. Okay. I don't know why, but it's like, okay. So do you think there's a lot of girls out there that give blowjobs? <laughs> Yes or no? Why? What does that have to do with I'm going to make anything? it work. Okay. And the yes. first one that looks at it goes, you've got a weird mushroom cap. And then you're going to go, I, I guess she's right. I got a weird mushroom cap. No, you're going to go to the next girl and be like, you have a glorious mushroom cap. If there was a girl who was in charge of a very complex series of blowjobs, and that was what she did for a living. And she was one of the experts in the United States in blowjobs. There, take- there are people like that. I, do, I don't encounter them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what I'm saying is this is the exact, exact example of a conspiracy theory is the way it is because of what you just did. One guy who has this title and this experience, which I will believe. I, hold on, let me get this. So uh, an expert in the field denied what it people are saying it possibly was. And you took that as gospel. Nope. I took it as my current belief. Yes. So held lightly. Held lightly. Okay. So there's two there's multiple things you can poke, but I'll just think of two right off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the first doctor. That wants to take out your spleen and he points to your kidney. You get multiple things from doctors. What's that called? Uh, second second opinion. opinion. You get a, it's called the second opinion, the third opinion. Okay, so you didn't get that. So it's already no, I, I, the I'm official one. story is okay, one. Okay, but then, hold on. Yeah. And the second thing is, is that you just said that, and then if. You never give in to any theory that is that guy potentially on the take. Could be. So I'm not not dismissing anything. I right now, when that guy said, here's what happened to the center, the 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 places, the two places, the two big places. When he said that, I went, oh, makes sense. Because he said the the those two places were built to withstand a jet hitting them but not built to withstand the jet fuel burning so freely that it but, okay yeah so dude, it made sense and and if do you know that there's multiple people on youtube that are also considered those people that are demolition people that say it it does look like a demolition so that's okay so I, my guy, my I have my guy that I thought mm, maybe this this guy seems pretty pretty authentic. All I'm saying, I'm not, I'm making the bigger point yeah, that when course. you talk about conspiracy theories, what is what is your investigation? And if you're like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm I read it on crazytime.org, you know, it's like, all right, you know, I'm telling you that if you if you look at so wait, that's the next thing. Yeah. Crazytime.org is yeah. already disputable in your eyes. Yeah, there's some Why sources that are disputable. Okay, but what is is the New York Times not disputable? No, I'm I'm not a fan of the New York Times anymore. I've I've found too many inaccuracies. But the Guardian, the Economist, 
A lot of British uh, um, uh, news sources are pretty good. But I've read the New York Times, and they were describing what Venice was like, and it wasn't at all right. Like, they were t- And I was like, ah, you know what? Maybe it's they've jumped the shark. So I don't really care about the New York Times as much. So let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Are conspiracy theories, in your opinion, bigger than ever? Meaning, are they being talked about I more think, than ever? Yeah, I think they're being dispensed more because there's... Because everybody has a voice. I mean, you'd have to get through Walter Cronkite to get the news out back in the day, but uh, or Ben Bradley. But now it's like, nope. You just if you have an idea, just go ahead and go ahead and give it. Stay close. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you get so okay. So you and I agree that they have never been bigger. Yes. And there's the basic, you know. Uh, Fortune 500 conspiracy theories that you always hear about, and then there's new ones popping up. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think I got a handle on most of them. I've heard most of them. But do you... So... And where do you get all these conspiracies? Like, where do you get them? I don't have hardly any. Well, you named a couple good ones I already. just named some, but um, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not... I don't have conspiracy theories. If you... you know, I mean, YouTube is, is everywhere. Uh-huh. Um... Which probably, because if I wa- look at one, then it gives me that feedback loop. So it'll feed you what it thinks you like. Right. So when you... But li- Reddit... Yeah. But Reddit also has a lot of good information on it. Yeah. Uh, Reddit has extras. Wikipedia is not bad. Wikipedia. Quora. All right. Let's go to the... Let's talk about the V. The, the, the thing is, is what you're saying is that I, I'm getting the idea that you're open to conspiracies. Definitely. Alternative theories. Yeah. But you're also still more run of the mill. <laughs> Call it what you will. I, 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 I try to do a little research on this stuff. And if somebody comes up with a crazy thing like Flat Earth, I dismiss it. If somebody comes up with something that makes more sense. Do you want to get the V? Yes. Wow. 100%. Wow. I know we could talk about that. I th- th- weirdly, this whole conversation I think was more or less leading up to that because I want to know when when the pandemic hit in 1918. I don't think a lot of people were going. I'm not going to take the. Well, let's go slow, okay? Because I'm taking because it. you are actually I consider you I credit you as being one of the first people to. Might be number one or two of making me less fear. Oh, good. So when you came over my birthday, which I did not want to do, <laughs> and Donuts, like, you should just have a few people over. So we picked people. And it was like eight or ten of us. Mm-hmm. And I had to Zoom with my family. Mm-hmm. And then I come back, and you and Donut and fucking... Mike Lawson are sharing a joint, and I'm like, get to, ah, and I like put donut out. I, re- I, I don't put know if that's donut a good outside, idea. and you outside, and you're like, look, I was tested, it's fine, and you guys were fucking smoking a joint, and like for like, uh, like donut is like partially American Indian, and she, I think she's an O blood type, which Ariel, another girl that you weren't there met, who's like oh, says yeah. it's a caviar of blood, and it's like. And Donut has never gotten six, but I was like, but you were like, dude, here's the facts. Here's what it is. Blah, blah, blah. It's got a high recovery rate, blah, blah, blah. But 
I, listen, I don't think anybody at your party does. And it was like half the people at that party were tested. And I remember my this, party. By the way, this attitude could be number four in the in the progressive. Yeah. <laughs> this, this yes, like, <laughs> because I literally had half my party behind the fucking glass. Yeah, you were. I was John far. Travolta, boy in a bubble, and I was. Yeah. I wanted to kick everyone out when I saw that joint going around, and it stayed within your throttle. And your girlfriend was like pretty cool, but I don't think she smokes. So, long story boring. You were like, dude, chill, chill, chill. Sun, you know, take your zinc, you know, edge. You know what that is? I'm just making that one up. But you know what edging is when you get right there. And yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I do, yeah. And you're like, you're fine. And I was like, so after that party, uh-huh. and you got tested and you were fine, and mostly everybody got tested. I test regularly, yeah. I, I still do everything I need to do to protect myself, but I started, like, slowly. I went to Coffee Bean. I, I ordered coffee, and then Donut brought it. The next well, you have a condition. So yeah, well, I ha- yeah, I have a heart condition. Yeah, that's which smart. I don't know if it is affected by it or not. My doctor says he's not sure, but why take the chance? Yeah, but like I went from not having any coffee mm-hmm. to getting takeout coffee to pouring in a cup to slowly <laughs> going into the coffee bean to then sitting. I mean, like it was Just make your own steps. Coffee. Well, I did forever, yeah. but okay. like we got to go out. So like. Okay. Steps and like donut would buy Chick Fil A and not spray the bag, and I would like fucking lose my mind. So now I could just get you it. Sprayed it, the bag, kind of, <laughs> kind of with a white. Remember bean? the very first thing with that video? The guy goes, "Take the thing, oh, put it, drop, get it, some, oh, yeah. get some tape, put it on the, put it on the counter." Sanjay, the, the good stuff Gupta. is here. The, yeah, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> the, the birthday the wash toxic stuff is here. Yeah, so Donut would just grab stuff from her. Oh, how you doing? Like, she doesn't fucking right. care, right? right? So long, boring is that. I grew a lot, and I credit you with saying, dude, chill. And so somebody who was so chill now wants to jump on the train? Yes, because— Who doesn't feel that was a big deal? Yes, but guess what? New information. The numbers have gone up and down and way—I'm doing this for radio— but way up, like crazy up. Like basically, if California was its own state— We'd be number three in the world of the most deadly places. We are our own state. You mean our own country? Countries. So here's the deal: if we're though. our own sovereign country. We're number three in the but world. Dude, After why States. is everybody out today? People are out like because they're dumb. And you know what? It's like I'm going to celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm no, not going to stop I'm not that saying- or Christmas. It's like yeah, yeah. People are okay, going to die. The streets are lined in L.A. But here's the other thing: the, the, the only thing was is- packed. That's insane. I just saw pictures. Yeah, I didn't well, go. Yeah, I had a lunch there months ago with with Furby, and I was freaked out, and I didn't stay. I ate in my parking lot. So you, dude, you, you here's the thing, though. Things have changed. But, 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 but is everyone getting tested so the numbers also go up, too? I think people are dying. I think people are oh, dying. Oh, 100% people are yeah, dying. Yeah, but I think people are dying way, way more. So I think it's like... It's what's happened is people got really lackadaisical and they started building their belief system based on convenience. And the thing they wanted to do is they wanted to have turkey. And so they wanted to get together and they got themselves sick. Do you know what I did on Thanksgiving? Sat alone and I got turkey from fucking swingers. It was amazing. Uh, Swingers open had the best turkey dinner. Yeah, you had your own. No, you you were you were were getting your own turkey. Remember? Oh, yeah. We talked. Yeah, that's right. But listen, Um, long story boring. You want to get the V. Yes. And and do you have 
any hesitations. No. Wow. But here's but here's the other thing I want you to know, and this is really selfish and cruel, but you keep in mind who gets V the V first? Old age homes. Yeah. So they're testing. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna see, we're gonna see if that survives. Wow. And then the and then the healthcare workers, they're testing. Yeah. If it makes it through the healthcare workers and the older people, and then it gets to when it gets to me, it's gonna be well tested. Why do you think you need it? Um, I do have asthma, which I and and also a little bit of high blood pressure. So I feel like I I I wouldn't. But basically, I met a lot of people that had it. That they tell me after they talk to me that they fucking had it. I'm like. But I don't know if I, I think I might've had it a year and a half ago. Maybe. But if you get it and you're uh, not in your thirties or forties or you're, or you or you have premorbidities, if you have any diabetes, if you, I mean, you were the one who had that guy on who was talking about he's, the morbidities. He's a frontline nurse. Nurse. Yeah. In San Diego. That was an eye opener. I he, watched that. I was he like, was, wow. He was great. He told yeah. me, listen, he said he should have gotten it, but he's Mediterranean so I don't know. I just believe that they're stronger. But he said he <laughs> should have gotten it. He's gone to three different countries. Yeah. America having the best PPE, and he didn't have the best. Mm-hmm. And he's, he thought he should have gotten it multiple times. He's never gotten it. And none of his coworkers have gotten it. So yeah, he's a big comorbidity guy. Uh-huh. And he's like you. And he also said that somebody had all the symptoms, and it never showed. Wow. And then there's another clip that you don't know that he had, they had to go so deep into his lung Ugh. to get what they call a, a pro something. And they got a, 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 a droplet, okay. not a biopsy, but like that, but like a droplet so deep in and in the droplet, they tested it. Then they found it. So it wasn't coming up on other tests. So they got it before it could get mess his whole body up no he was already fucked up but he kept saying negative and they kept saying this guy has to be positive so that was another test of like how it hides right what it shows up as the pcr is sensitive all of these different things Uh, there's never been so much stuff but do you think forget about the v for a minute here's the biggest cr of all do you think what is happening is just spanish flu natural way of society or do you think there's a little funny business you'd have to define funny business i think it's a very very bad virus but i don't think that our some foreign government decided to inject us with anything i don't think it's a do you think it was man-made no i think what happens is and this happens a lot with uh this these kind of viruses is we live too friggin' close to f- livestock. We're dealing with livestock. I mean, if, right now, all those silly vegans who talk about their chakras, you know, they maybe have a point. Like, we, you know, we it's are... It's a fucking 2020 rough one when the vegans are right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that Jesus tough? It's It's miserable when, when they go, see, sage will cure stuff. So, yeah. Fuck. I know. And that's the worst thing is that, yes, hanging out... With livestock is what does it. Hold on. The wet... Uh, wet market. Wet market, sorry. Yeah, the wet markets. Yeah. Basically a, weir- a, a way to say dead animals that are killed right there. Or it's a farmer's market. Yeah. You know, it's it's still... It's not... It's a little bit more disgusting, but not that much. About- Did I just shit on farmer's markets? I apologize to farmer's markets all over the country. What? 
make so did you see that yesterday that England said might not work on the new strain right the the, the new one is like 77% like so what more what if you're not sick yeah why are you going to get it i want to i just want to ensure that i don't get it and i don't get i don't get the vid and this is so far the best defense it's that like, you have reason, I mean, no idea. Okay, hold on, hold on. Before you get too excited, let's talk about smallpox. Okay, I don't that, know enough about that. It. Killed hundreds of millions of people. Is that we, true? Yes. You, by the way, you know how many Native Americans? You know the blankets that that we passed out, which I don't think we on purpose decided to kill this many people. But you know how many people are wiped out? Twenty million. It was a lot. So there's hundreds of millions of people who died from smallpox. One guy came up with. Uh, some English guy, I have the notes, I should look at him. But one English guy came up with a vaccine and it eradicated smallpox, something that has been insanely deadly for hundreds and hundreds of years. So when people come up with vaccines and that vaccine, it was actually interesting. It wasn't a bit of the smallpox. It was a bit of cowpox that he put in and would put into people's skin. So these are wonderful things. I think we got to tip our hats to people who create these, whatever. There's a theory that in the V, there's something that could make men go sterile. <laughs> do you believe that? I just got a vasectomy. That's fine. Okay, but do you... I'm fine with that. Do you believe that? I... Why? Why would that be the case? Okay, so what's the theory? Don't you know the theory around that? No, but it doesn't... It, it, what, yeah, no, I don't the know the theory. The theory is me. simple. Population control. We're too crowded. No more babies. No more babies. So somebody has decided that we're going to stop making babies. Was not that- somebody a consortium of people and this is the way they do it. That could that's the theory. That's playing with serious business because if that were the case and you stopped every human stopped making babies, that would not be a good thing. I'm not saying everything, but let's just chop into so it. Some of the the vaccines have anti-baby making stuff. That's the theory. Why is there... Let me ask you this. <laughs> Why are there so many theories on the internet? Is because everyone's crazy? clicks. Everybody wants attention. Everybody does. And, and the way they get attention is with a new exciting theory. So if the vaccine or the V is going to somehow turn everybody into zombies, then that is an exciting thing people are going to want to click on and read. That's the world. So you just believe the world is just the way it is. <laughs> That's what you got out of this whole like hour conversation. I just like believe ten hours. I believe ten hour conversation. I believe everything like, I hear. Say your prayers, yeah, eat your vitamins, That's right, have I your do. vegetables. By the way, I just stopped eating vitamins. I just, I just family. heard that they're not right. That you don't need them. I just had vitamins to keep my energy. I hope that the listeners or viewers, whatever that, however they absorb it's all this, of it, right? I hope they do their own research. And they look at reliable sources. Don't trust everybody. But if you want to make the world a little safer, I would con- strongly consider taking the V. Yes, that's your opinion. And all I'm yes. saying is I don't know anything about it. There's a lot of good mm-hmm. you hear, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of bad you hear. What's the truth? I don't know. 
All I know is that what is my operating system? My operating system is I get the information, I try to vet it as best as I can, and then by the time I know that people in old age homes haven't turned into zombies or werewolves or anything, I'm going to get it. I'm going to. The problem it. with that is they, they could, and then you're gonna they're gonna be dis- just some months discredited as old. I'm saying is you're giving the V yes. to old people. Old and, and, peop- he- and healthcare workers. Oh, healthcare okay, workers. Well, okay, you said old people. Yes, that they could go down for a multitude of reasons. But a baby is supposed to be born healthy, and you usually are. So if you have a bunch of very healthy babies and they get it, and they seem fine. If Dr. Sanjay Gupta's limbs start falling off, I'm going to consider not getting the V. But what if he just shoots a little less? I thought that was a good closer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Good night. Dude, just tell everybody your socials. (laughs) I think it's at Mike Addis. At At, Mike Addis. At Mike Addis. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Just go to at Mike Addis. Dot com. Oh, my website is michaeladdis.com. I have. What's your Instagram? It's at Mike Addis. All right. That's it. And if, and oh, and buy my book. Yeah, what's your book? Who's Your Daddy? Bedtime Stories I Tell My Kids But Maybe Shouldn't. Yeah. And that's on Amazon. And, and feel free to email me or whatever. If you, if you want to yell. You're a big Facebooker. I'm old, so I'm on Facebook. (laughs) I'm not on TikTok. You're not on TikTok. (laughs) Love you, buddy. Love you, buddy.